0: Up the press, it's on! After two sellout events, the Wellness
1: Summit returns to Melbourne in 2015 for two days of powerhouse wellness with your favourite wellness couch host and Australia's wellness elite. Join us at the Melbourne Convention Centre on Saturday, August 15 and Sunday 16th for an inspirational, educational, edutaining, fun, exciting, sensational cocktail of wellness that promises to help you take your life to the next level. Now, if you want very special access to our limited two-for-one tickets, then make sure you go to www.thewellnesscouch.com,
0: enter your name and email address and get on the early bird list. So pop the dates in the diary and we'll see you there.
1: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is
0: Inside the Champion's Mind, featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce.
1: Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of the Wellness Couch, and as always, by my side, Champion Mindset co-host Marcus Pierce.
0: The great Lawrence Tam, great to be with you. Guess what, LT? What's that? I can hear my beautiful son, Darby, crying in the background, so apologies if any of our wonderful champions can hear Darby just chucking a little na-na at the back there. But uh, he's a little champion, the young man. He's just feeling a little bit fresh at the moment.
1: I can't actually hear him at all, so uh, it's, uh, we'll have to listen carefully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great to hear your voice. It's, uh, there's plenty going on uh, at the moment, LT, and I've been doing a little bit of thinking
1: Uh Oh, here we go. uh,
0: Here we go. We've got our wellness summit coming up in August, and um, people often wonder why did we start doing wellness summits and the rest. And got me got me thinking in terms of you know we always knew it would be a great idea, but it got me thinking as to why we do this big real life event, and I suppose the benefits of doing it compared to listening to podcasts or attending the webinars that we run and those types of things. And I thought on this episode today we could talk about the difference between online learning versus offline learning um, or experiencing and and just the difference between, I suppose, those two divides because in this day and age, we're so indoctrinated into the online world that a lot of people don't really do much in the offline. And I'll explain the definition between the two but um, you have shared a recent example recently with CrossFit and I thought we could actually really get into why having offline time is so important.
1: You know, I think it's important. Listen, I think I I enjoy both online and offline learning. Uh, I started up learning uh, a lot of times that uh, in, in both situation. You know, this is going back before we were actually online, I guess, where anybody was online. Um, you know, I used to listen to uh, a lot of audio cassettes, if anybody remember those cassette players, uh, in my car when I used to drive from uh, my house into Kaepernick College and, and to school. And and uh, that's what I used to do, just listen to it over and over again. And uh, But there's always that energy that, you know what I really love? And this is actually not just a... Um, not just in learning, but I don't know about you, but I used to love going to live events, like in terms of music. You know, there's oh, a yeah. there's oh, a difference awesome. between there's a difference between um, listening to a pre edited, done, perfect song right yeah. on the radio, which is fantastic, or on a CD. But I also I used to love um, listening to a live acoustic version of that song.
0: Absolutely. I remember going to Michael Jackson's history concert Mm -hmm. when I was 10, I think. And uh, there's a big difference between listening to the way you make me feel and seeing Jacko jump out of a rocket in the middle of the MCG. Two very different experiences.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember like back in the Exodus, back when I was listening uh, back in Canada, and we used to be able to watch like uh, there's a station called Much Music, and in the States, it used to be called MTV, and, uh, which some of you would know. And then they used to do in the back in the 90s, they used to do MTV Unplugged. And there used to be bands like, you know, um, Pro Jam and, and Nirvana, and they used to have like a series of like, you know, I can't Pro-
0: imagine you taking in Pearl Jam and Nirvana.
1: Hey, I just adjusted lead singer of Motley Crue the other day and, uh, you know, I didn't get as heavy as Motley Crue, but... Did you know. just say you
0: adjusted the lead singer of Motley Crue the other day? I did, yeah. Are you for real? Yeah, yeah.
1: I had a chance to, adjust, to to take care of Vince Neil the other day, uh, which is a fascinating experience. So oh, it was really come on. Cool.
0: We're not going anywhere with that. Tell us how this occurred, <laughs> Mr. Grunge. Punk man himself, Lawrence Tan. <laughs> How did this occur?
1: <laughs> oh, this go beyond this pretty good podcast. So that, listen, I just, I, um, uh, a friend of, a mutual friend of ours, Marcus Yo, um, he, uh, he, he got the call in Melbourne and, uh, you know, Vince with Martley Cruz coming over here on his farewell tour on in Sydney. He thought of me and uh we got connected and and had a chat with uh, you know, um and got us hooked up and we, you know, adjusted him a few times uh during the stay while he was in Sydney and he's off uh as we speak, actually off to Brisbane and then, uh connected with him a couple of friends in, in Brisbane and Perth and so on and so forth. So as he uh Yo, he carries is on
0: to the rock stars and he gave you a great referral.
1: Oh he did. It was a fantastic referral. It was, uh, oh, it was great. It was great to kind of, you know, meet a rock, a real life rock star, I guess. But even though I didn't, the funniest thing is that I actually did post a video of, uh, I didn't, I mean, I don't really know who, I know who Motley Crue is, but I don't even know any of the band members until I kind of Googled it and Wikipedia it. And then, yeah. uh, and then I showed the kids that, okay, well, daddy's got to go and just go in the city and just, you know, this guy. And, yeah. and then, so my son just pretends, takes the drums, you know, a couple of drumsticks and just. You know, bashes, <laughs> bashes <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, the, I don't know, of a car or something and just pretends to be like a big rock star. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but, anyways, going back to, to, to my, my, my thoughts process on MTV Unplugged, you know, back in the day when you used to have like all of, you know, the best singers back then and uh, bands and they used to do unplugged versions. So it was really cool because it's all acoustic versions. Um, and, uh, they used to just do a live on stage and there's just something magical about that. You know, um, I, w- I, w- you know, this is like really dating me and, and the types of music I listen to, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a big fan of Phil Collins um, Phil and, Collins. and um, they you know, reunited to for Genesis. I don't know if you remember Genesis. Yeah,
0: I remember that song. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember
1: that song. And um, when Genesis came, uh, I came, came into Toronto and I went to go and see them. And I, I didn't realize this, but Phil Collins was actually a drummer. Um, was actually a drummer for Genesis before he was the lead singer. And, uh, so he actually did this solo, like this amazing solo. I could never forget it. It was like him. He was drumming and there was another guy on the other side and they had these two drum sets side by side facing each other. And they had like a drum off for like literally 10 minutes. It was like the, it was just, it was, it was like a drum face off or something. It was absolutely (laughs) amazing. But this goes back to my point, like when you're in a live event like that, when you are in the moment, right, it's, it's you know, it's scripted, but at the same time, like anything could happen, like mm-hmm. anything could happen, anything, you know, they could, you know, done something magical, there's a, some, there's a, this energy in a live event that changes the context of, um of something that's pre-recorded, pre-done, packaged in a way that is supposed to be for perfection. And so that's what I mean by, uh, you know, the experience of live events, going to a concert compared to, um, going to, you know, listening to a CD. It's a, it's a different feel. You get the energy not only in the music, but you also get the energy of the crowd, right? You get, cause when you're listening to a CD, you know, you might be singing along in your car. I can Im- imagine Marcus, you know, like, you know, and, and, uh, you know, driving down, dri- driving down Byron Bay and singing, you know, um, you know some Taylor Swift song or something but you know like, and you know if you were but, thinking of her to say when. yeah I was I was trying to figure out what, what kind of music you're like but you know you might be listening to some Taylor Swift but it's a totally different feel like if you actually were live in concert with all the other Taylor Swift fans right and jumping up and down and cheer for but the energy around the and changes the environment so i think the the way you process that now also too changes like your appreciation for um the music and the talent and the things that go beyond it uh you know changes too you know i remember watching uh once you see Coldplay for example and i'll get to a point for a second i'll go i'll get to a point so bear with me um I they, you know, Coplay, uh what's the concert in Perth? Uh so we have Coldplay and uh, Chris Martin was um, you know, he he you know, they were singing a song and all of a sudden he was we were like near the back end of the stage and he came up like literally a couple of rows beside us, right? Out of nowhere and he was singing you know, right there. It was awesome. So the band was like in the front part of the stage and we're in the back of the stadium and he's singing there and the spotlight's on him. It was like, oh, this is kind of cool, right? And the next thing he does, he finishes the song and he runs, like literally runs down the stairs, across the whole stadium, all the mobs of people and then runs on stage and he belts out another song. Right, and you just you and I think about that. Like, if I had to run that, right? If I had to run, you know, you know, across this a whole entire stadium full speed, right? After belting a song, and then I go out and belting another song, I go, wow, this guy, like these singers, not just like they're great singers, but they're also fit. Like they're, you know, they, they work on their, their ability to, to have that cardiovascular and also fitness because without it, there's no way you can sustain, you know, two hours of energy like that in front of that many crowds. Yeah, sure. You draw the energy of the crowd, but, and you, you just see that and you have a deeper appreciation for the art that they create and the art and the time, the effort that goes behind the scenes to, to, to make sure that, you know, they're actually putting um, an amazing show for the people that are there. And so what I, I what I guess I'm saying is that in a live event, it's a totally different context than say when you listen to someone on a podcast or a CD or a uh, on video. A video is a little bit better because at least you can see them, you can kind of see their face, and you can see the energy um, and and what they bring to the table. But when it comes to a live event, you when you actually see the energy and surround yourself with all the people that are actually there that are like minded, you. Learn it from a different level. You gravitate to a different level because not just the learning of what the person's saying, but then you actually get to discuss it with the people around you who are already like-minded. Because if you listen to a podcast, you might be listening to someone who had no idea who doesn't care, or you're sitting in a subway station or a train station and there's people everybody's doing their own thing. You can't really share that with anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think knowledge is best when it's shared, when it's discussed, when it's talked about and and that when when you do that you actually elevate to another level uh, of uh, of understanding and learning.
0: So, this is awesome. Here's a couple of big things big takeaways that I'm learning from you right now, LT. The big one has to be accountability. When you are watching a concert, if you're not dancing and everyone else is, someone's going to pull you up and go, "LT, get up and dance." But if you're watching that concert at home on a DVD, and you don't dance, no one's going to pull you up on it.
1: Yeah, it's active versus passive, right? It's active so, versus passive. Yeah, passively you're absorbing information, and um, but there's also active participation while you're there. Um, I think that's one, you know, I've never seen the movie, but I've heard. Um, I think it's the, uh, what's the, is it the, what's the horror show? Is it Rocky? Which one? What? Well, oh. Freddy Krueger. No, no, no. It's not a horror, horror movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. there's actually um, active participation, like they throw things at the screen and, you know, do all that stuff. That's like active participation of that particular movie. And that's yeah. why it's a cult favorite of that movie, because it's not just passively watching, but there's actually active participation do to stuff them, do stuff in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that you were talking about is just the different levels, the different levels of um, passive and active. So the things that I think of, and you talked about it on a, on a previous podcast with, say, CrossFit. Like, I do a lot of workouts at home now where I've got, um, uh, like, a YouTube video. I'd like to do yoga um, on YouTube or different um, programs. I don't mind doing tap-out and the rest, but you, you don't have that same level of accountability. Uh, there's no way I would work out as hard watching a video doing a workout from home as I would having a PT. So do you want to maybe talk about the different levels of activity that say you need to endure that, and mix with accountability when you're doing say something like a CrossFit. Because for me, when you're in a when you're in a boot camp kind of environment, you can't really slack off.
1: Yeah, exactly right. I think there's, you know, and it doesn't have to be CrossFit, it's just, you know, any personal training or any type of training where someone's um, watching you and having that accountability, it makes a massive difference. I mean, for me, you know, when I travel, I you know, I rely on apps to to kind of keep my, you know, to keep working out, and um, and I have to rely on my mental willpower to actually force myself to do it to the same extent that I would if I was actually with a group of people. Like this morning was typical, you know, five thirty morning workout was you know finishing some strength training, and then all of a sudden we had you know the the, the workout of the day, and you know it was freaking <laughs> it was that was, it was airdyne, you know, rowing and uh, burpees and wall balls, which I like. They're like the three worst exercises like that absolutely hate uh of uh, you know all three and they just combine into one. I didn't uh, strong word Lawrence. Oh, hate oh, it's a, trust me it's a uh, burpees actually it's a love hate relationship I actually don't mind burpees so much but uh, the other two oh I just wobbles ball I, ball I hate it's like I'm short right oh, I'm shorter than most most guys I'm 57 and it's like throwing that 20 kilo ball up into the, into the air, into, uh, into the, into that paint, uh, really sucks. But the thing is, is that I remember at a certain point, I think it was like round two or round three. Um, when we were throwing that ball, I just like, I just threw the ball down. I was like, I just need to like take three deep breaths. I'm like, I promise me. Three breaths. I'm going to pick up that ball. I'll take a deep breath. And the trainer goes, pick up the ball, Lawrence, pick up the ball. <laughs> it's like, <laughs>
0: so you just pick up this if ball. You, you, just... you would have just left it exactly. there. Exactly. If it, I was just... home, I
1: probably would have just left it there for a few more seconds to catch my breath and then and continue, right? But, you know, did I die? No, of course not. You know, it, it's just one of those things. And that's what, you know, having someone holding you accountable is important. And it doesn't mean you can't learn or do things when you're by yourself. I, I think you can. I think it takes discipline. Um, if you have to, some people are, have strong discipline and some people don't.
0: But the thing is, yep, discipline. Is it, it only takes large. you so far. There has to be a limit. That's exactly where I was going to push on this. There's got to be an upper limit mm-hmm. or a threshold where you can only learn so much. I can only learn so much French by listening at home, until I need to be around other French people and engaging in the French language with them.
1: Well, the transformation happens, you know, and I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? I mean, Champion's Mind is always about like, how do we live better? How do we think stronger? And trust me, guys, like I'm not saying I'm perfect. We never even ever said that. I think, you know, you and I both know if you've been living on the journey of the Champion's Mind, this is about growth, my we growth, your, you know, Marcus gro- Marcus's growth, all of our individual growth. And how can we push ourselves to be uh, 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 even stronger, better, better? Uh, you know, to do, you know, bigger things. Right. And it's just my journey and the lessons I've learned. And so the thing is that it's, it's adaptability. And when you put yourself out there in a live event, there is some sort of some sort of adaptability where you have to cope and train. I think the last time we actually discussed, I think it was probably close to my 40th birthday. I think that's the last time when we recorded. I think I was doing this raw challenge. It was a 6k challenge. Wasn't that, you know, I know, it was kind of scary because it was the first obstacle course, uh, you know, my friend Robbie and I are actually ever done. And it wasn't scary that it was scary, but it was just scary because it was not something we didn't know. And then now we finished it. Like, oh, great. And then guess what we did, you know? Signed the, up for the next one. No, we didn't sign up for the next one. We signed up for like something that is ridiculously hard. We signed up for something called a Spartan race, right? Oh. It was not just like another one. It's not a Spartan race. No. Did we sign up for the sprint? No, 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 no. We signed up for the 17K Uh, obstacle course that is designed to, uh, you know, that's in a stadium, at the ANZ stadium, you know, doing God knows what. (laughs) Um... I don't think I've ever ran 17 k's in my life, uh, in, in total, uh, in, in, no, in, in any in short period period of time. But it's just, oh, it was just crazy. So, anyways, what I'm saying is that I'm pushing my limits. I'm 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 living my fears just as much as I'm telling you to continue to push yours. And I hope that, you know, because I know I have to. I have to kind of push myself to kind of to levels that I'm I'm scared. I'm actually literally scared for this. This is you know five months away, um, and there's got to be a lot of training involved to kind of even get to that level, um, because. It's not just running it's like there's all these obstacle courses of climbing ropes and burpees and jump boxes and wall balls and and uh you know climbing i think one of the things that we saw was like they tie your ankles together and you got to jump the stadium steps from the bottom to the top so you can just imagine the killer uh, um you know how that's going to hurt on the legs and anyway so what i'm saying is um i think when you attend Things like that and attend any live events. It's a lot different than watching a DVD and just watching someone do it.
0: And your results, and this is a bit of a Captain Obvious statement, but your results, if you want to create better results in your life, you need to get off the online process and onto the, you need to get off the online process and in the offline process, the real world, uh, good old fashioned doing things with other people. Because like you say, you can't do this Spartan race from the comfort of home. And you can't do it by uh, doing a course. You actually have to go out and engage um, with others. And as I'm saying this, the other big thing about doing, I suppose, a real life event um, like what you've just gone through is there's a type of perpetuity to it uh, that can, particularly because you've got other people that you become friends with. I know you're already friends with Ravi, but other people, either through CrossFit or through these other events that you've done, where you've now got friends and then you've got memories that actually last a whole lifetime. Um, which, again, is not something that you're genuinely going to get so much when you're doing um, something from the comfort of home.
1: Well, it's no different. Like for us, remember, you know, the the wellness guys, for example, you know, even with you, Marcus, we, you know, we had our, our, you know, a meeting back in January this year. And, um, you know, it's a different environment when we actually all get together and actually net out, you know, strategies and and what, what, you know, the intention, the vision, the mission of where the wellness couch is going um, versus on a Skype call. Um, you know, and although the Skype call is, is effective and because we all live in four different cities across Australia, however, it only gets so far, um, having a live event, we, you get to really kind of understand the the language and what the person is feeling and what's going on in them. And you can really kind of pick that up where on a Skype call, unless we're, you know, even on video, sometimes you can't even see what they are doing or what, you know, what their thought process is. And there's just a whole bunch of things that's going on. I think online. Online and offline is really important. I don't think that, you know, you have to be on live events all the time. I think it's also important to learn uh, online because, you know, from time's sake and also the productivity side. But I'm just saying what I'm, th- what my suggestion is that you need to do both. I think you need to, yeah. to, to, to learn offline, uh, sorry, online, uh, for, you know, for a whole bunch of reasons to kind of get started. But then there's a, got to be a point where you actually got to take the stuff that online and you got to get, um, into the offline world and disconnect and actually trial it. In, into the real world so don't don't just take don't just listen to our podcast and feel good about it because it can like i listen to podcasts and go yeah yeah this is really cool this is great but then do i actually apply it into real life and when until you apply it you recognize how hard it might be or what challenges that may come up but that's the point it's not supposed to be easy it's supposed to be hard and when you take it to the real world you you see the challenges that come up and that's what the learning it's about the learning not so much about the outcome You know, don't focus so much on the result. Just focus on the outcome. The outcome of what did you learn? How did you? How did you behave differently? What changed? And how will you? How did that serve you for the next time? Or how did it better yourself in the in, in yourself in in life? Because we're all getting older, right? And time is ticking away. So what are you going to do with the time that you got left? And I think that's the most important concept that you need to have. And I think you need to continue to learn and do the best you that's available to you financially, also uh, from a time perspective. But I think, you know, don't get caught up in, in the same old, same old. Like, don't just... Don't just listen to CDs. Like, go and, go and you know, evolve yourself and go maybe buy the DVD of that particular band and then maybe once in a while go to that live concert because you're going to get a different experience and appreciation for that band. And um, and the same thing for regards to, you know, when from your educational point of view. Listen to podcasts. That's one great thing. And then maybe consider buying, you know, maybe one of their products. You know, Marcus, you run a product and you, you know, listen to his product and go watch his videos. And then from there is that maybe maybe go to a live event to actually get involved with like-minded people. There's a totally different levels of learning and i think when you absorb uh from from that level i think you can really change your life i know that i attend so, so many seminars um for that reason because I'm, I'm making connections i'm making lifelong friends i mean i would say you know to be honest with you like the two or three best friends right now that i have um i met all through seminars
0: i was going to ask you about that that's yeah. one of the biggest drivers i think of uh of going to real life events
1: like, I mean, let, let's let's use, uh, you know, The Wellness Guys or The Wellness Couch or even this podcast. You would not be listening to this podcast, right? If it wasn't for me meeting Damien Christophe at a live event. We were both speaking at an event, right? Certainly we were speakers at the time, but, you know, he was more high profile than I was. I was just starting my career um, as a speaker. And it was my, I saw him as a speaker and I thought, wow, this guy is really good. I wanted to say hello. We had a chat and that's how the conversation started right so i met brett hill at a conference at a seminar we happened happen to be at the same table for dinner and we had this chat we created a mastermind together because we had similar you know thinking patterns and, and ideas and then you know through those ideas and conversation that's how the wellness guys came about and through the wellness guys success of that became the wellness couch that's when we brought you on and then it is now what it is 1.8 million downloads uh, across the board every year uh, and you know and growing 16 shows, well, that's happened because we met each other uh, on a live event. You know, one of my best friends, Taki, you know, I moved to Sydney, um, you know, in pretty much in the same area that he's living in. I wouldn't have never even exposed myself to even considered coming to Sydney in the Northern Beaches if it wasn't meeting him at a seminar at the same table, you know, six years ago, you know, and, uh, you know, we became best friends and we've been speaking to each other for at least once a week for, you know, for the last six years.
0: Love it. Love it. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Just a couple of things you mentioned earlier, which I really like. One of the real benefits of online learning is going at your own pace. And you are one of the masters at this, and you taught me this, particularly with podcasts, is listening to things at one and a half speed. I can't cop double speed. But one of the best things about learning in your own home or in your own car, whatever it is, you can stop, start, pause, rewind, fast forward, all the rest of it. But you don't have that pressure Um, like when you're in a movie and you need to go to the toilet but you don't want to go because you know you're only going to be there once, Um, you don't have that pressure when you're learning things online. And so sometimes that's the best way, like you said at the beginning. If you're at the beginning of learning a topic, it's really great to be able to press pause, think about that, apply that, see how it goes for you, then come back and take the next step and all the rest of it. And I I think that's one of the best things of, of the advent of technology is we've become so much more conscious and aware of just whatever it is that we want to do with our lives. Because we've got that ability to do things a bit more, I suppose, at our own pace.
1: Yeah, exactly. Everybody has it at a different pace. They can uh, listen to most things than two times speed. You um, do double, double. I do double, yeah. More two on, times. Double. No, two times, yeah. So two I times, challenge you, you to, to listen to this podcast two times and watch me speak, especially when I get going on a particular topic. I'd love to see you do that oh, and see mate, if you actually get the information. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. like Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, Two times it's, it's, you know, it's, it's absorbable. You just get used to it. But, um, I think it's important. Like, I think it's, you're right. You, you, you get time to reflect on the technology that you have. But here's the thing, right? Um, we talked about discipline. Discipline has to be learned and discipline has to be, um, invoked invo- by willpower. And the thing is, is that willpower requires, um, you to actually, um, there's, let me put it this way. There's only limited amount of willpower you have each day, right? So which means that every time you, Use your willpower, you lose a little bit, right? It's just like a power of a superhero. Like it's like, you know, when you play a video game, there's only so many special moves you can do. And so every time you utilize your willpower to like, I don't want to eat this donut or I'm, I, I'm going to really force myself to work exercise or I'm going to stop looking at Facebook now or I'm going to go first work, work now and not go on, on, on YouTube. And if every, every single time you make a decision like that, that actually takes willpower and You have a limited amount of willpower each day. So every time you use it, you kind of drain and you kind of drain your superpower. And what that does is that at the end, near the end of the day, what ends up happening, or even midday, or sometimes for the morning for some people, is that you have no more willpower left, which means that when you have to make a decision that's tough, you actually don't do it. And that could be a huge problem for you. And that's a massive problem because now all of a sudden, like you're given in to whatever. And so that's why you said it's really important to be able to, if you're a great self learner, I think it's important for you to be able to, um, to, to recognize that every time, you know, if you're not disciplined, um, if you, you know, over time, it's really hard. It does take a lot of willpower, which can drain you, which then leaves you vulnerable to making poor decisions later on in the day or later on in life simply because you lack the willpower left because you have to take that willpower to stay focused, uh, on the task at hand. And in this day and age with so much, um, Uh, so much distraction Uh, online, especially if you're going to do online stuff or, you know, reading, you know, or like listening to uh, YouTube or watching a video, you have distractions of emails coming through, messages coming through, um, in Facebook, um, messages coming through, notifications. All of a sudden, all that stuff distracts you from your core focus and that can be very, very distracting. So every time, you know, those things come in, you take willpower, you know, you need to have willpower to stay focused, which then drains it. So it's really important you set your life up to minimize that amount Willpower um, that's to be drained. So, for example, you want to have breakfast. Don't try to figure out what you're going to eat for breakfast. Just know, like, just have a routine on maybe maybe one to maybe three choices. So, you can just rotate them so you know Monday this is always going to be this. Like, for me, it's always forage, right? damien cereals, like, it's forage every single day. This doesn't change, right? I know exactly what to make every morning. So, I don't have to think about it. So, I don't have to use my willpower to make a decision. I just 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 is. It's just done. It's there, so I don't have to think about it. So I can reserve my willpower to make better decisions later on in life and in, in the day.
0: And I think uh, as you're saying that, I'm thinking that just looking at this from an online versus offline perspective as well. When we go offline, and that doesn't have to be actually going to an event. It could be when we actually just switch off from online. If we disengage, we 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 turn off the emails, we turn off the phone, whatever it is. We actually get an ability to get some perspective on our life. Mm -hmm. and some think time and a bit of quiet time. And that's often when some of the big ideas in life come or some of the great big thoughts. And I think that's something which is, um, because it is everywhere, people find it difficult to do. But if you can have a night without TV, without the phone, without computers and whatever, and just sit on the couch and journal or read or meditate or think or do yoga or whatever, just just quiet time, I think is just so important uh, when we are so bombarded by, uh, noise online noise these days
1: well that's why you know sometimes going to like for me like you, you know, most of you know now if you listen to the show like i go to the states four times a year um you know for, for that train for the last two years simply because it's like time away to get away from the core business to focus on me like on my business and what i need to do for the next quarter and without that reflection of time um it's really difficult to we just go you know just go on month to month, and you recognize like, oh my God, it's the end of the year now. I was like, oh man, like I wish I just took some time to think about it. like that strategy didn't work the first four months, you know, mm. and uh, really should have you know change change direction. And uh, I think it's important to kind of spend that time. One thing I've learned, you know, from being there is that I am, I am, I. It's so important to take that time every quarter to reevaluate what you've done the last three months, and then read. Adjust and, and create a new strategy and create a new theme for the next quarter, so that you can re- get start refocus. Because it's nice to take a breather and then go back at it. And It is a lot easier to do sprints rather than a marathon, right? Sprints are just like going hard for three months and then taking a break and then reevaluate and then go hard again, reset and then go again and taking that break. And that's what I like about the three you know quarterly rule. And I will, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna continue at, at some level, um you know, having some quarterly breaks for myself. And that reflection, I mean, that time on the airplane is is gold for me. Um, But, you know, that's because there's no distraction whatsoever. And it's just me and my my thoughts and uh, nothing else.
0: That's awesome. So much wisdom, LT. I've loved this episode. I really hope people enjoy just, I suppose, doing an audit on what's going on in your life online, what's going on offline. If you want to get better results, then generally it's by doing more things in the real world, which is offline. Um, but if you want to learn stuff at your own pace, then generally good way to start, great place to start is online. Thank you so much, LT, for your wisdom as
1: always. That's was great, man, thanks for um you know asking those great questions. and I think you know check us out on Facebook.com. you know go online and connect with us. you know, love to connect with you. that's what I love about live events. you know that's why I love doing the one the Summit is because we actually get to f- see people that actually not just listen to us, but they actually um, tell us stories about how it has changed them. That inspires me um, to do uh, things like the summit because, you know, sometimes it's just, we just sort of feel like when we do these podcasts, it's just me and Marcus talking and we're just recording and you're a fly on the wall. So, um, it's great to be to, to be able to see you guys live at an event. So go check us out on the couch.com and, um, you know, see if you can attend one of the live events uh, that we have coming up, which is the, in August, which is the wellness summit. Subscribe to us on iTunes and make sure you uh, love for you to give us a rating and con- uh, comment there. And so that will help us uh, be more searchable on iTunes. This is Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, he's Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of The Wellness Couch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.